With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Miller and Condon on a Friday. It's Des Moines Sports Station. Fourteen sixty KXNO with you for the next couple of hours, and we appreciate you spending some of your morning here with us. Coming up on the program uh, here in the first hour, we are oh, it's the B and W Des Moines guest list. By the way, we will uh, do Iowa State, and we'll do Iowa. Uh, Dylan Monts and Tom Cakert, Hawks, Michigan tonight, Carver Hawkeye Arena. Uh, if they are not experiencing what we are experiencing in downtown Des Moines, I have a feeling uh, it, it's headed that way uh, for the second week in a row, a Friday night game the attendance going to be somewhat uh uh dampened by by the uh, just <laughs> the travel conditions quite frankly uh to get uh, to Iowa City for this one should be a good one uh eight o'clock tip off tonight at uh, Carver Hawkeye Michigan and Iowa so we'll do that we'll do Dylan Montz uh, Iowa State's got a big one on the road tomorrow Texas Tech we'll also do some football with Dylan catch up with him on that and the 11 o'clock hour is we go to the NFL. Nick Athen will join us. PrimetimeSportsTalk.com. Uh, we'll preview the AFC Championship from with Nick from a Chiefs perspective. And they, Dave Sinekin, TheHeadCheese.com. Packers and Niners 540 uh, is the kick in that one. Two games this weekend. And then we wait two weeks until we get the uh, final one of the season. So, lots to get to on the program here this morning. I do want to spend a couple of minutes, not off the bat... This ESPN Plus thing for me yeah. is just working out fine. I figured it would probably go that route. You you love the locals. You do. And, and Trent, I wish you would have had it. How long is it? I mean, I don't know. ESPN Plus, it hasn't been a full thing for a long time, but the ESPN 3 portion that the MVC has been a part of has been... Probably four or five years. I don't know what I was doing, but I, you know, the whole technology and the internet thing scares me uh, for whatever reason. But uh, watching Drake last night, the MC22 feed, Larry Morgan, haven't heard him do a game in ages. Yeah. Morgan and Adam Emenecker had the game, and I enjoyed it. I really did. I had uh, you and I the night before Drake last night, and. Here's what ESPN Plus is going to lead, at least to me. We're going to talk more Valley because I can see more Valley, and I don't mm-hmm. like talking about games that I can't watch. And therefore, that uh, and you're a subscriber as well, so yep. you'll be able to do that likewise. So I do want to spend a couple of minutes on that good win for the uh, Bulldogs. Um, from last night, they led big and then they fell behind, or they got, Illinois State caught up and then they opened up again before holding on uh, to win the basketball game. But let's start with the big news from yesterday, Trent, and the uh, it, the great news, quite frankly, mm-hmm. uh, that all the uh, the fine people that do what we do inside this building, uh, the two shows. Um, that uh, well, you saw the news that we're taking off the air uh, on uh, on on Tuesday morning. Um, 
a reprieve and, and a huge, huge tip of the cap to to Keith Murphy, quite frankly, mm-hmm. uh, for what he uh, for what he realizes. And he's I mean, he's powerful. He's very powerful, Trent. I've never seen anything like it, and he uses it to good for good. And I envy him and admire him for that. And Andrew Downs, who uh, lived and breathed this place, getting an opportunity to now program one hundred six point three and fourteen sixty. And I want to spend a couple of minutes talking about that. Yes. Man, he's got some options as a as a kind of a quasi. I used to do it before he did it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it's difficult, and Andrew would be the first one to tell you that. There's just so much, so many um, games, so many entities want to be on fourteen sixty. Now it's it's going to open up a whole lot of things. The morning show, what Heather and Travis and Sean have done for KXNO is. Uh, is is something I never saw possible. The numbers and the audience that they have brought to a sports talk format is um, is just it's it's great. It really and truly is. Um, the demographics that have clearly changed. These people are passionate about their jobs, and they were gutted uh, on Monday. And it was it was difficult. Being in the building, right? No it doubt. Was, the, the sales staff walking around like ghosts. Um, it it was, felt like a funeral downstairs. It did. It, was, it, it really was. And Heather, Travis, and Sean, and I think Sean Roberts has got a really big future in this business. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think he's got a chance to uh, really reach some, reach some heights. Uh, and I'm rooting for him in, in a big way. Chris and Ross, what they've done in the afternoons is they maintain their status just dominating in the ratings in the one that matters. I know people look at the ratings and they see 12 plus. Look, we're not going to attract 12-year-old girls. Nope. That right? is not what we're looking That's for. That's not what we're looking for. Uh, you don't hear a lot of commercials for, you know, I don't know what 12-year-old, I don't know. Claire's accessories. There you go. I'll, I'll take your word for it. But uh, the the one that matters is men 24 to 54, adults, what is it, 30 to 60, somewhere in there. But they dominate that graphic, uh, that demographic, rather, and um, they have and they will continue to do so. And Ross, I think Ross is the best broadcaster in the building. I've said this to him before. I'll say it publicly on the radio now. I think Ross Peterson, for my money, is the best broadcaster employed at iHeart Des Moines. He can go so many different directions. Mm-hmm. I'm, you and I, we're sports guys. Mm-hmm. And we can't really... We well, get out of our lane, of we depth. get in trouble. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we're not the deepest uh, fellows here. Mm-hmm. We talk about sports. That's right. what we're comfortable with. That's what we do. And yeah, we have a little fun from time to time. And I give you crap about you just sitting in your home and in the mm-hmm. basement in Ankeny. But Guilty. for the most part, we're here talking sports right. because that's where our depth goes. Ross Peterson, on the other hand... He can go a ton of different directions. Well, you know where he was fortunate, I think, Trent, and I think he would tell you this as well. The years he spent with Jan Michelson. Oh, yeah. uh, On 1040 doing the morning show. And Jan was the, you know, he's a solo show uh, for for so long until sadly uh, he had the, uh, the medical condition that's tricking him. But Ross learned a ton mm-hmm. over there, I have to think. And, and Chris is Chris, right? He's a little wacky. Yes. Uh, but he's really good at what he does, and he's got a huge, huge following. And for those guys to come back, and now, man, afternoon drive in Des Moines again, couple that with the incredible uh, people. Here's what we like, right? We love the fact that you know people get in their car in the morning, and it's on 1460, and a lot of them leave it right there because they were so damn entertained with the morning rush, and mm-hmm. it stays here, and we get some of that carryover audience when we come on at 10 to 2. So huge news, great news, and here's the bottom line, folks. 
and I truly mean this, and I think everybody would tell you this, and will when they all get together next Tuesday and we start like uh, like we never left. Well, except for one small thing, or not small thing, we get an FM signal uh, in 106.3. But just the just the fact that you, the listeners, uh, expressed. Um, your opinion, quite frankly, as to what what you saw was a, a mistake. This doesn't happen in media. No, not at all. And in a market like Des Moines, look, I was a special place. It truly is a special place. And if you and you can you can be an import. Not too, clearly, I'm an import. But you know what I mean. If you if you want to you want to move in here and you don't want to make waves and you just want to you want to respect what this state is all about they accept you like one of their own Mm -hmm. and i know that firsthand right i know it firsthand and it and this uh there's something about this state and the fact that you were able to come together for what i think is a really good cause not all of you would agree well maybe that's not true yeah certainly a number large number of you would agree that um it's good when people get to do what they what they want to do and where their passion lies and when they did nothing uh of the on their own to lose that opportunity that was given to them so heather travis sean andrew chris and ross so glad it worked out. It, it's absolutely amazing. You mentioned I'm a lof, lifelong Iowan, and I never plan to leave. I never want to leave. You know, people have asked, what, what's next? Well, I've told you, Ken. I told everybody. This was my ultimate destination. This signal, this staff, working with this group of people, mm-hmm. this is where I always wanted to be. When I understood what sports talk radio in the state of Iowa was, I want to talk Hawkeyes. I want to talk Cyclones. I don't want to talk NFL yeah. and NBA and MLB at, at the level the that time. you have to at a big city, yep. at a professional sports market. This is the market I want to be in. And you mentioned the passion. And I joke at it from time to time because at times do we go too far. You know Michael Walker was born in Iowa? <laughs> well, <laughs> he moved away when he was three. But we... Those connections to our state, it's so important. And this market is so different. I've told you before, I know somebody that does sports talk up in Minneapolis. And we had a conversation. He goes, boy, how do you do sports talk in Iowa? Real easy. And I said, well, the Twins are terrible. What do you talk about in June? (laughs) How terrible the Twins are? Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Well, you know what? The Twins stink. We can talk Royals if they're good. Uh We'll talk Cardinals. Uh We'll talk Cubs. Uh And we'll talk White Sox and Brewers if they're good. We can talk about all those teams. And the same thing. Vikings stink. Well, you're talking about how much the Vikings stink. And that's it. Well, we can talk Packers and Bears and Chiefs. And then the national landscape on top of it, plus the Big Ten and the Big 12. NBC and basketball season. On and on and on. So many layers in this market. And I think that's maybe something that people miss. And people... They don't get it. No. They don't understand... It's media market, what, 87? Is that what we no, are? we're 70, bigger than that now. 70, I think, right? 70, 71. So whatever it is, yeah. we're, but we're not one of the biggest markets in the country, but it's a passionate market. No question. And as passionate as you're going to find, and that obviously played out this week. Yeah, and it and did. It, it really did. You won, folks. You did. You won. Pat yourselves on the back. Um, it just, 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 just great news. And I can't wait for Tuesday. 106.3, the FM signal. Um, look, here's, here's what, where we're starting to go with Andrew Downs. The inventory that's, that is now available to him, right? Cause here's when it really gets tough. September, in, in starting in September, you've still got the Cardinals going. Mm-hmm. Friday night's high school football moves in. 
And we want to do the mag- Joe Stacey and the crew, Lawful Holtz, and uh, the folks that they have out doing the games. You're a part of it as well. So you got to do, do the high school. Do you bump the Cardinals off? The Cardinals are playing a big game. Mm-hmm. They're going to be relevant. The Cardinals are always relevant. Um, then we, we move to Sunday, and the calendar switches to November. Well, Iowa State women have priority on this station, as they should. If the, uh, if the Vikings are playing, Vikings Bears, Vikings Packers, Vikings fill in the blank. Right. They get a jettison for that week. Same thing with the Wild. Same thing with the Wild and the Wolves. Absolutely. Um, You doing your high school stuff. It's on KXNO.com or wherever it's going to be. So the opportunity, and I don't I'm speaking out of school here because we're not privy to any of these decisions, nor should we be. But the fact now that the Cardinals can stay on 106.3 and the high school be on 1460 or vice versa. Sure. The Iowa State women stay here. The Vi- Whatever it ends up doing, right? It's no longer going to be, well, you got to preempt them because you can't carry, you can't uh, clear both of them. Andrew Downs is going to have a blast. Yes. going to have a blast doing all this stuff. Should we bring in, you know, I mean, there, there's so much more that can be brought in now because I'm not a big proponent. I'm not a big fan of the national. Mm-hmm. Whenever I had, you know, I had a say in things. I would try and cover up every opportunity I got. So play-by-play broadcast. Play-by-play, a Big Ten game. I don't care if it's Indiana, Illinois. Mm -hmm. I was going to put it on because I think it's better. Uh, So Andrew Downs, good for you getting this opportunity and run with it. And I believe that he will. I believe all of them will. Anyways, uh, very excited for uh, that they're all back in the building, and we will move on. The FM side of it. Now, I personally... I've never been on the FM side mm-hmm. of it. I've always been on an AM stick. So you in the past have had AM signals. Three. This will be four. It's, I mean, that's where people are. And I, uh-huh. I remember reading one of those trade magazines, a radio trade magazine. It was something like a, a huge percentage of the population just never flipped their dial to AM Is anymore. that right? It's, I think it was well over 50%. I could be wrong no on kidding. the exact number. They just never go there anymore because... Yeah. There's so many options on FM. They're just used to it, and it's not part of the rotation. Well, now when you're hitting scroll and you're looking for something, well, what's this? Yeah. And those people that either have never been a part of Sports Talk Radio or just never found it because it wasn't on the FM mm-hmm. side of things, they're going to be finding it now at 106.3. No, it's a good point, Trent, because I, you know, when I meet people, they have no idea that Sports Talk is some, not <laughs> not all of them, obviously, but they're, they're still, so maybe, maybe that will change things. Yeah, so... Um, I was actually thinking about this when I was driving in today. 961 1069 1071 now at 1063 1460 1490 and 1700. It's a, a long list. Stops. Yeah, a lot of a lot of frequencies on the dial is uh, I've, I've carried my voice. Hey, one more thing. Oh boy, I'd be um, I'm, just popped into my head and this would have been an egregious error on my part had I not brought this person up. Uh Joel McCray. Sure. Uh, Joel McRae, who had a really difficult week and is a really good person and is the best person I've ever worked for, um, realized, I think, very quickly um, that this just wasn't Des Moines, folks, right? Right. There's a lot of Joel McRae's out there um, that that I'm sure had very difficult weeks. But to his credit, he was able to right a wrong and then to come in here, and he joined you yesterday, right? He did, yeah. I was uh, in for Murph and Andy uh-huh. yesterday, and I will be again today from 2 to 4, as uh, they'll be back on Tuesday. 
And I'm just opening up. I'm the first one on the airwaves to talk about the story yeah, as right. it broke right after we went off the air, though you had a great end to the show yesterday. Mm-hmm. Stand by for more news. <laughs> and that, that there was, was. Do you remember Paul Harvey? Oh, I yeah. love Paul Harvey. Stand by for more news. It just it, That reminds me of my grandpa. I wonder how many people caught it. I don't think any. Anyway. Uh, a few did. did a few did. I saw the guys over on Halo. They picked up did on they? it. All yeah, right. they they were they were waiting with bated breath for the news to come <laughs> out. But so I'm just talking about it, taking a few calls, and all of a sudden Joel walks in. And he points at the microphone. Of course, yes, you have <laughs> at you it. Say no, right? So without any real preparation for it, all of a sudden, all right, I am interviewing the head man. You can mm-hmm. find the interview if you missed it yesterday up at the podcast page kxno.com. But Joel, very forthright about mm-hmm. what went down, how it went down, the decision behind it. And owned up to it. And that takes a very big man. In a role like that, I don't think you see that very often. Yeah. And no. To, to, to not only admit a mistake, right. but then to go on top and Public. to write it. Yes. And to and write to, that mistake. And to admit your mistake publicly. Right. Um, special guy. He really is. Yes. I'm, I'm not pandering. Sounds like I am. And maybe you, you can take it that way. Um, he's a good person. And he's an Iowan. And I think the Iowa roots show. All right. Well done by all. Difficult week, onward and upward. No doubt. Uh, and literally upward as we'll go to 106.3 on um, on Tuesday as everybody's off on Monday. All right, so we got a couple of NFL games. Did you see any of the Drake game last night? Oh, you were working wrestling I last night. I was working night. wrestling last yeah, night, yeah, yeah. So I didn't get a chance to do it. I was following it a little bit on my phone between yeah. matches. And saw they jumped out to a huge lead. What, they, they score 50, 58 in the first half, something uh, like no, that? No, 47. Oh, okay. It was close. It was 47-43 or 47-43 at halftime. And uh, Illinois State had really closed the gap. You know who I like? I like this kid, Robbins, the seven-footer. What a story. A guy so that, tell me about it because I don't know it. So he's a, a kid from over on the other side of the state, Missouri River kid. and yeah. Davenport? Yeah. He, yeah. he was 300 pounds at one point. Wow. And he was just a big load out there. A <laughs> seven-footer. When but, he got to Drake, he was 300 no, pounds? Okay. No. But... People saw him, saw the body, and said, this guy doesn't have the speed at that weight mm-hmm. to be a D1 player. So he makes the decision he's going to go to prep school for a year. Mm-hmm. Goes to prep school. DeVries, or maybe somebody on DeVries' staff, sees him probably at some event and says, we need dudes. Right. Well, you need seven-foot dudes. And this dude's actually from Iowa. Yeah. How about we just take a shot on this All dude? Right. And look at what he has become very quickly. Yes. Just as a sophomore. He mm-hmm. saw a couple of those moments last year, but for a guy that, I mean, not even under the radar. I mean, just a non-D1 prospect outside of the height because of the way he was built, retool your body, and now become a very good MVC player. So a seven-foot kid from the state of Iowa got no looks. Yeah, just because. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Trent, he had a big game last night. And again, maybe he's had a bunch of big games, but until I figured out ESPN+, Plus, I, sadly, <laughs> uh, I'm in now. I'm totally in on Des Moines' team. We talked about the uniforms yet. Look, yeah. we're not going to overlook Iowa and Iowa State, but there's certainly room for the Panthers and the Bulldogs uh, in these winter months basketball-wise. Nice win for them last night. The MC20 broadcast it was it was good uh, full disclosure we work over there we do a show over there so um but maybe a little bit of bias but we like the people that behind the scenes doing that and they did a good job and larry morgan hadn't heard him in a long time doing a game a that's long great time. i uh i actually had a chance to meet larry for the first time ever i mean that's one of my idols growing up of iowa basketball I bet it would have been right yeah that, that for me i mean that was bigger than the radio side you know some other people talk about zobble or they talk mm-hmm. about gonder or whoever it was mm-hmm. your, your play-by-play for radio for me because in the 80s, that was the only sports I got. We had three channels. Yeah. And during the week, there was one game. Yep. 
It was Iowa basketball when they're playing on Thursday night. That was all I got for sports. It was Larry Morgan and Mac McCausland and Chips and Salsa. That was my dude. And at the NCAA tournament last year in Des Moines, he was uh, walking in to the press area at the same time, talked with him, and ended up being a 15-minute conversation. Just uh, different things that he has done, talk radio that he did in the past, all kinds of different yeah. things. And, and parts of the story that I never do. Not being somebody from Des Moines of that era, I just knew him as the Iowa Hawkeye play-by-play basketball guy. Yeah, and of course, uh, you know his morning show that uh, that he was part of for for such a long time here. But yeah, he's, I I hadn't seen him in a long time. He's getting old. We all are, right? Yeah, we are. If you saw me on TV, it's oh, Miller's getting old, but that's that's a good thing. It, that's a good thing. All right, we're going to get a break. We'll come back. We'll get into Iowa with Tom Caker coming up here in about 25 minutes. We'll do that with uh, with Tom. Iowa-Michigan tonight. Boy, it's a big spot. Big Ten has not been kind to the road teams. Here's hoping that carries over uh, here tonight. Uh, the Big 12, uh, Iowa State will go on the road, take on a Texas Tech team. A Texas Tech team. Remember last year? Remember last year when Iowa State went out there? and Had, mm-hmm. had the Red Raiders lost at the time? I don't or remember. Or maybe they'd lost one game. But it felt going into that one, you're not going to win this. Right. There's there's no way you're going to get right. it done here. And the building was banged out in Lubbock. I remember that. It was for the first time. It was sold out for the, uh, I think for the first, well, regardless of how many people are, that, that uh, little nugget of the story does stick with me. But regardless, they went in, they beat them. It, they were 15-1. and 15-1. and one. Their okay. only loss had come to Duke that year. They were 4-0. and oh. In the Big 12, and Iowa State went in there yeah. and won that game 68-64. Mm-hmm. And it was a sellout. I remember it was yeah. a sellout crowd because they made a big deal out of the fact Because I think that we had Chris Level on. We probably did. Yeah. Our, uh, maybe we should have. The, uh, anyway, well, we'll do that when they pay a return visit because that's the beauty of this conference. Every team, home and away. All right, Trent, let's help somebody pay their bills. Let's get a winner, a local winner. Damn yes. it. Text the keyword, ball. To 200 200 right now for your chance to win a thousand dollars. That's ball to 200 200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. We will catch up with Dylan Montz next from the Ames Tribune. Uh, Tom Caker at this hour, hour number two. Nick Athen on the Chiefs versus the Titans. Uh, Dave Sinekin on the Niners and the Packers. We'll give away some barbecue from our friend. What are we going to do? There's only two football games. Well, it's time to get into basketball. Okay. I will do it. So we'll do the Clones and we'll do the Hawks. Yeah. Is Iowa, Iowa State's number? What's Iowa's number? I was favored be by four and a half. I was favored four and a half. Okay. I was favored by four and a half. And we always use the Ken Pomeroy numbers for uh, the games that don't yet have a line, as they're always incredibly mm-hmm. close to it. And uh, Ken Palm has Texas Tech favored by seven. So we'll add a hook there. Seven, seven and, and a half, half. Yep. will be the number. That'll work for me. So we'll do that as we always do it about oh, 1140, 1145-ish here on a Friday. If you haven't reached that point in your career where you have a corner office, <laughs> yikes! It it's is bad snowing out. sideways, folks. It is snowing sideways. Uh, we are—I uh, can't see downtown Des Moines out the window. For people that have seen pictures of our studio and see the way that you look well, if you out, follow Heather on Twitter, and I love the yeah. sunrise pictures. You're right? Yes, yeah, it's not that far. <laughs> Um, and we can't see we can't see downtown Des Moines due to the blizzard that has descended upon central Iowa. We will come back. We'll talk to Dylan Montz next. Tom Cakert still to come. Trent and I are with you until noon. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station. 146. 
going to be run out of song here. You know what? One of these days, I'm just going to sit here and just listen to my favorite song in the world. This bumper is only 38 seconds. Oh, is that what it is? And we're down to three. Two and one. Welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. As we listen to the Rolling Stones and talk sports with you right up until noon, 15 minutes away. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com right now. He's the Ames Tribune. Dylan Montz, he joins the program. Hello, Dylan Montz. How you been? I've been good, guys. How are you? Doing well. Appreciate you coming on. Want to catch up a little bit on what football news is out there. So, well, you know, let's start there. We know we have a new strength conditioning coach uh, at Iowa State, so we'll get to that in a second. But um, school has started, right? The I guess what the winter workouts are underway. Are there any early enrollees that you know of? Dylan, I know Bankston was supposed to be here, the JUCO D-tackle. He's here, correct? Yeah, he's here. Uh, Xavier Hutchinson is here. Um, And then I think uh, nine high school kids. So they actually had quite a few uh, early early enrollees. And it seems like that's kind of becoming the trend a little bit is uh, with the new signing period being moved up to December, uh, a lot of kids are opting to get into the program a little bit earlier and see if they can get a jump start. And, you know, we've seen kids the last couple years do that, but yeah, 11 seems to, to be like a lot. So one of those guys I know is Aiden Bowman, the talented quarterback coming in from Minnesota. His dad, an NFL player, Todd Bowman, for the Minnesota Vikings mm-hmm. a number of years. He's obviously not going to go and beat out Brock Purdy, but at least get a jump on things learning the playbook. Are there any guys out of that freshman class? Of course, the Jucos, you expect them to be right up there and vying for playing time. But you know, one guy that I looked at with the offensive line needing four new starters was Hayden Pauls, who had a slew of really nice offers. Probably going to have to play inside early, at least in his career, but 6'5", 280, picked the Cyclones over offers from Iowa, Kansas State, Minnesota, Nebraska, Oklahoma State, Purdue. Uh, at least a talented guy there. Would he have a shot in any other names out of that freshman class you expect to be out there maybe right away? Yeah, Hayden Pauls is an interesting candidate. He's 6'5 and 280, so he's big. Uh, mm-hmm. Like you mentioned, I think he probably would start inside. But, um, you know, I think as, as many offensive linemen as you can kind of get into the mix and get experience, even if it is just in winter workouts or spring practice, uh, is going to be helpful because you have to kind of assess what that position group is given uh, the experience you lose. But, um, you know, they're, they are bolstered by Trevor Downing returning. Colin Newell is going to be back. Um, you know, the guy people don't talk about really is Sean Foster, who's still on uh, the roster. He has seven starts in his career. Um, he'll be in the mix somewhere. Uh, Joey Ramos played a little bit last year. So that group is going to have, uh, you know, a couple guys that are really experienced and some that are um, uh, maybe a little bit more fresh. But he and Pauls can certainly be in the mix, and getting here early is, is big. Um, and then I think you, you go down the list, you look at maybe some of the safeties, I think that is a group that um, maybe can uh, work its way in there a little bit and, and get a couple guys that that could get some playing time just given um, some of the youth that already exist there. They could be candidates. Craig McDonald, uh, a safety from Minnesota. You have um, Mason Chambers from the San Antonio area, George Morgan from the San Antonio area. So uh, a couple guys there that I think, um, you know, just given the, the position and, and playing a little bit further away from the line of scrimmage, maybe make it a little easier for them to get in. So, uh, yeah, we'll hopefully know a little bit more as we get into spring ball, maybe yep. kind of um, how how guys are looking. But 
Uh, those are a few names maybe that kind of stand out right away. Interesting. Uh, Dylan Mons from the Ames Tribune is our guest. Dylan, if, I don't think we've asked you this. Uh, uh, what, how about off-season cleanup surgery? I mean, Eisworth uh, comes to mind right off the bat. Do you know if, if he underwent surgery to, I, I mean, look, I think it was his shoulder. I'm not sure we ever definitively were told that that was the case or not. Off-season cleanup surgery for some of the guys uh, that played maybe as recently as the Camping World Bowl. Do you know anything about that? It did not not specifically since the Camping World Bowl. We did know about Dylan Sainer having cleanup surgery after the Kansas State game, and we saw him on a scooter kind of motoring around, around uh, Orlando. Um, you know, it's, uh, he'll I can't imagine he'll be there for spring ball, but uh, you get him into the summer, get him a little bit healthier, and get him back. Um, Greg Eisworth is probably the other candidate um, that would uh, maybe require some sort of cleanup. Uh, I haven't heard definitively. Um, you know, hopefully get uh, an opportunity to stay with Matt Campbell here in the next uh, couple weeks to to fully kind of um, get into some of that stuff. Uh, Brock Purdy didn't he didn't need any cleanup surgery, but we kind of maybe talked about it after the Camping World Bowl that he was banged up a little mm-hmm. bit more at times than, Ankle, than people maybe yeah. thought. So uh, yeah, I think the, the time off probably does him good, and um, he'll be ready to roll for spring. But other than that, not not really anybody to get into. Just um, yeah, kind of the guys that we had maybe known um, and that it was obvious uh, on the field that maybe something wasn't right. One of the more intriguing players still on this roster is Real Mitchell. Uh, there is not no. an opportunity for him to be a quarterback with Brock Purdy there as we talk again about quarterbacks here. But do you anticipate anything, maybe more packages put together, trying to find a role, be it at receiver, something else, to try to find a way to get that great speed of Real Mitchell on the field in some capacity? Yeah, it's kind of an interesting balance because I think they do. You you obviously want to have a little bit of a safety net as your backup quarterback. He provides that, especially now given um, that it's going to be two true freshmen back there. But um, yeah, I think it it almost feels like it's really up to him. If he wanted to try to get on the field a little bit more, it would be through some sort of special package uh, system. Uh, we knew about the Blaze package last year, which was the the speed package that they installed for him, and we saw him um, jump in in the Alamo Bowl in that one game. Or I guess that's two years ago now. However, you want to talk about it, but uh, yeah, he. So I think there are opportunities like that for him, but I think it really almost rests on him. Uh, you really want to protect him as the quarterback if if something were to happen to Purdy and he needed to step in, but. I think if it's a situation where um, he's kind of itching to play and wants to get on the field, it'll have to be through some sort of special package deal. So, um, yeah, I, I think the, the ball is in his court a little bit, so to speak. Is he? He's bigger physically, right, than Deshante Jones was, right? Isn't he? He's bigger. Yeah, he's he's a little bit thicker. Um, yeah. I, they might be at right about the same height, but okay. uh, but he's a little bit maybe more more built and um, can. Uh, not that Desjante couldn't take contact, but Real is maybe a little bit more um, absorbent to it. That athleticism, um, you got to get him on the field, I think, but we'll see. All right, let's move on. Uh, obviously, we'll have a lot of time to talk about that here. Spring ball, have they even announced a date yet? When is it in March they're going to start? I'm yeah, assuming well, March. They even, they even start a little bit earlier now in February. The calendar kind of shifted a little bit, so they should be getting uh, rolling at some point maybe middle to late next month even, so it comes up quick. Works for me. Uh, let's get into basketball. I'm going to miss it. Uh, let's get into basketball, Dylan. Big spot on the road. 
we knew this week was going to be difficult with the two road destinations that Iowa State, the two stops that they were going to have to make. I mean, not easy to go in to take on a Baylor team. Where were they ranked? Two, I think. Um, mm-hmm. un- unbelievable, and, and they're, they're so good. Drew's got it going on there again. Texas Tech, another well, extremely well-coached team. Ramsey's come in. He's, he's, uh, this is a def- different team when he's available, uh, and he will be on Saturdays. Um, but it's going to be difficult uh, this when we see Halliburton have an off night, he, he just can't have an off night. I think it's as simple as that. Yeah, I was watching the game and um, trying to work through some of the different delays that ESPN Plus was providing me. But when I was able to see... Well, hang on a second. Uh, Maybe I can help you out because I'm really good at ESPN Plus. Oh, yes. <laughs> there you go. I'll take any help I can get, really. So whatever advice you have. But uh, Halliburton has to be on. And I think everybody's known that, just given the way the team is structured, given some of the difficulties that they've had shooting at times, he needs to be a guy that um, is as dangerous as possible to, you know, whether he drives and guys crash and he can at least kick, kick it out for a, a better looking shot or if he is able to create for himself, he needs to be on. And it just was, it didn't work uh, against Baylor. And they were able to survive it a little bit in the first half, but then the, the wheel kind of came off in the second. And so uh, it, Steve Prohm talked about this earlier in the week that, um, you know, that Baylor and Texas Tech are certainly different teams, but some of the uh, philosophies or principles maybe on defense um, are a little bit similar. So when you scout them, you can scout both a little bit. So I think um, having played Baylor, seeing what they did defensively, some of that will translate to the Texas Tech game. He he thought, just given the film that he watched. So uh, I think um, you know that 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 could help. But yeah, Halliburton's not the the be sharper, obviously, um, when they go to Lubbock. Still feels like a lot of toying around, trying to find that right combination, the right buttons to push for Prome as you're halfway through the schedule now, 16 games in. You hate to be seeing that. What do you think? I, I don't think there's any ma- magic elixir that's going to suddenly cure this team and they're going to look like a top, top upper echelon team in the Big 12, but what's a lineup that you like? What, what's something you like to see trotted out there maybe the most? Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting. I'm, I'm going to uh, they probably do need to go a little bit smaller and, mm-hmm. and get some speed out there. I, I think the, the two big lineup we've seen a lot now, I think um, they are a better looking team when they do go smaller and have Condit at the five. Um, you know, even if, even if Jacobson's at the four a little bit, it's not really necessarily what he does best because he hasn't been able to stretch the four enough for him. But if they can get out four guards and, you know, Zion Griffin, I thought had a couple nice mm-hmm. um, shots uh, against Baylor. So, if they run a little bit smaller at times and, and Halliburton is able to, to be more like himself and, and create, um, I think that suits them a little bit better just given um, you know some of the, the, the shooting problems that they have. Maybe they can uh, get guys off the dribble and, and create more toward the basket or um, and, and some of the defensive deficiencies that they've had too. I think maybe it can mask those if you're able to create a little bit more offense. Yeah, I like Jacobson's game last week in uh, Baylor. Statistically didn't blow you away, but I thought he did some nice things. Still, I'll let you go on this. I just saw this nugget on Twitter. Trevor Ryan, I mean, he hasn't been gone long, right? Uh, the former Cyclone back now. He's going to be on the uh, on the strength and conditioning. What's the guy's name? Campbell? Dave Campbell? Did I get that uh, right? Dave Andrews. Dave Andrews. I beg your pardon. Um, but he's going to be a part of, the, of, of that staff. Trevor Ryan, he's been gone long. Yeah, he was a senior in 2017, and um, I think he spent a year at Bowling Green um, as a. I think he was a strength and conditioning intern okay. or, or a GA maybe, uh, and then he went and joined 
the staff at Pitt and was an assistant for them last year. And uh, right after Dave Andrews was hired, I, I might have even tweeted, um, you know, that it would be natural to bring Trevor Ryan back. You know, usually when a strength staff is hired, they bring all the guys that they had worked with and, um, you know, just kind of um, interesting circumstances that, that would bring him back. But obviously a, a natural fit, um, worked well with Andrews and, um, you know, even would still know some of the guys on the team. So a cool opportunity to, to get him back and, and, and quite a rise for him to uh, since he left a few years ago. No doubt about it. Dylan Montz, Ames Tribune. Dylan, thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it. Yep, thank you, guys. Yeah, Take good care. to talk to you. Dylan Montz, Ames Tribune. You know, we got so much going on. We talk, we've we talked about this baseball, the Astros scandal, this this next layer to it from yesterday. Did you see Altuve when he, when he's, he, he hit the walk-off home run? Yep. And they've got video clear as a bell, and there's a bunch of lip readers that have now jumped on Twitter. <laughs> like literally, people that do read lips. And Altuve, he's he's got his hands on his chest by his buttons, right? And he's saying, "I got a piece on. I've got a piece oh. on. Don't rip my jersey. I've got a piece on." So I see the I saw the the picture, picture yeah. of him holding his jersey. I didn't see that part of it's it. It's great. And Ken Rosenthal, he's the bow tie dude, right? Yes. Yeah, Ken Rosenthal yep. interviewed him after the game and he asked him why you ran into the dugout to take your uniform off because the everybody's on the field celebrating yeah. after the walk off. He goes into the dugout down into the clubhouse where he strips off his uniform and I'm guessing the microphone uh-huh. that he had attached to his body and then returns for the celebration. Ooh. Trent, these, I mean, maybe it's been going on forever. I, I don't know. Yeah. But it's uh, just another layer to this story. All right, we'll come back. Uh, we will switch gears. Let's do the Hawkeyes. Boy, they got a big one tonight. The Wolverines, Michigan, and Iowa. Eight o'clock tip. FS1 has the TV, the radio, down the hall on 1040 WHO. Their coverage gets underway at 7. Tom Caker joins us next. Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. Until noon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. We'll get into the NFL Championship Games to kick off the 11 o'clock hour. Let's finish the first hour of the program with our friend Tom Cakert, HawkeyeReport.com. Tom, thank you for tweeting out the bracketology from Joe Lenardi. I don't follow him on Twitter, and I would have missed this nugget. Although it is January the 17th, we get that. But it's pretty cool to see Iowa 6 versus Northern Iowa 11 opening weekend in St. Louis. Sign me up. How are you, Tom? Uh, yeah, I would sign up for that one. And as somebody else pointed out, uh, on the other half of that is Wright State and Dayton, who are both located in Dayton, Ohio. Never, wow. wow. That, yeah. I didn't realize I didn't either. Wright State was that they were in that they were in Dayton, but that makes sense. Um and yeah, that would be boy, that'd be interesting. Um now, who? Which one of the I locals? Any part of the? Which one of the locals? Sorry to interrupt you, Tom. Played Dayton. Was it Drake? Yeah, it was Drake, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it, it was got, Drake. It got be pretty good, right? Obi Sorry, Toppins, Tom. Really Sorry, good. Tom. I don't. Uh, does Iowa want any part of this UNI team right now? Playing well, they are. They're playing well. So is uh, so. So is Luca Garza. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah, but it's St. Louis. It's close, and we here's the, here's kind of why I like it, Tom. Um, obviously, no chance for both of them to advance to the round of thirty-two, but one of them will. Yeah, um, I know. Just from and people don't care about this, but for those of us who cover the team, trying to get travel arrangements, yeah. it, it stinks right. on short notice. So, if it's driving distance, we're all about it. So, St. Louis, Omaha, we're we're all good. You know, either of those are fine. You know, I have a conspiracy theory. I want to run it by you, Tom, because you've bought tickets for these things for forever, right, to go and cover the team. I'm convinced that when on uh, Selection Sunday, maybe not Selection Sunday, but more so this pertains to, I think, the bowl announcements, I think that the schools find out and then the schools uh, let their big boosters know, the ones that don't need to jump on the cheap plane fare, right? Before we find out, I think that some of the... Because you see, you see what it's like. You follow, well, I think they're going to San Diego. So you wake up on Sunday yeah. morning, you can get there for $400. An hour before the announcement, it's 600 Five minutes before, it's like it's jumped again. And then the announcement comes out, I smell a rat, Tom Cakert. Uh, I do too, and I and I'm I'm convinced that some of those airlines kind of monitor things. Yeah. They they kind of look at the bowl things and say, you know, we could probably make a few hundred extra bucks on every passenger here if we just jacked up. Cause oh no, I think we've lost. Do you there, Tom? The snowstorms get him. Yeah. We're, we're struggling to hear uh, Tom Caker. We want to get into Michigan. Tom, we'll give you one more try. We'll call you back. You there? We will call Tom Caker back. Uh, get Tom in here. I had just a theory that's popped into my head. I don't know. It's, it's, you look at uh, on Sunday morning, you can get to where you, you think whatever team you're going to cover, uh, is for, for X is the bull announcement gets closer. You look again and X is doubled sometimes in price. I don't know. Maybe it's nothing or maybe it is. Let's get Tom Caker back in here. Tom, we want to get to Michigan, Iowa uh, before you have cell problems again. By the way, have you got the weather? It's blizzard. In, in central Iowa. Has it made its way east yet? It has not made it here yet. I believe about saying that, uh, that we're going to start getting getting hit so gay night with, uh, with a basketball game and uh, um, suffer from uh, a little light uh, because of this weather. I know several people that have already texted me and said, I'm not going tonight. Right. And I don't blame him. And it's it's unfortunate too. It's back to back Friday nights. And right. This is Michigan, Trent. Yeah, it's a huge one, no doubt. Luca Garza had a monster performance the first time out against Teske and this Michigan team. You have to assume. I heard Juwan Howard. I think it was last week. Say, you know, why are these big guys scoring so well against? He said, well, because I'm a hard headed guy and I believe that we don't need to double the big guys <laughs> down below. Of course, he was a pretty good defender back in his day. Do you expect a different defensive game plan out of Michigan compared to what we saw the first time over in Ann Arbor? If he doesn't, then he's really hard-headed, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, I don't know why he would go back to that well again, but um, he might. I mean, he seems to. I think he's going to have to be forced to do it, and it's going to have to be Lucas starts going off on Teske and uh, Castleton and Austin Davis again and just scores at will, and then he's going to have to change his uh, philosophy again. And um, but uh, out of the gate, I don't think he's going to do it. I think he's going to stick with what he's got. You know, uh, I think it was Stephen Bardo pointed out um, 
one of the broadcasts from earlier this week. I don't know which game. Well, it been the Northwestern Iowa game. The number of bigs, you know, it's a, it's a point guard driven sport, right? It's, you got to have guards to win in the tournament. But the bigs and the, in particular, in the Big Ten, uh, just the the depth of of the five man, um, boy, and there's some really good ones, and obviously some guys like like Garza, Turo, uh, Smith, Harms, who we missing? Teske, who just talked about. There's a lot of bigs in this conference, Tom, and I miss some. Yeah, you did. You didn't even mention Kofi Coburn. Kofi and, Coburn. And, uh, yep. Wesson and, and uh, Caleb Caleb Wesson. Yeah. Right. And and Xavier Simpson was like a preseason All Big Ten guy, and or Xavier um, uh, Tillman rather. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a All Big Ten guy, and you didn't even mention him. I mean, there, there's just a, a lot of really good bigs in the in the Big Ten this year. And I, I, I was kind of talking to a friend of mine about this yesterday, and, and said, "Is Luca even a?" Even a lock for first team All Big Ten the way Aturu's playing, <laughs> I don't know. Right, you it's, know it's nuts. He's second. Aturu's putting up yes, he is. a night. Yep. And uh, Garza right now is second in National Player of the Year over at Ken Palm. Is he really? Yeah. Find who? Uh big guy from Duke. Um, I thought it would be uh, Pritchard. Uh, Vernon Carey. Vernon yeah, Carey. I thought yeah. it would be Pritchard at Oregon. He's my. He's guy. in the top ten. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. But uh, hey. and also the the guy who does the the Torvik uh, rankings, mm-hmm. which is a lot like the Ken Palm thing, uh, has Garza as the number one guy in the oh. country right now, according to his. Those are all the analytics driven guys. Mm. So there there's a concern that putting together this kind of season that this would be the final season for Luca Garza. He doesn't have that prototypical certainly NBA game the way it's played today. But maybe it's not about the NBA. Maybe it's about starting your career over in Europe and making money that way. Have have you heard anything at all, or is this Luca Garza? Because he has a chance. I think if he averages basically 19 a game the rest of his career, he'd become the all-time leading scorer in Iowa basketball history. Is that a fact? Yeah, yeah, he could. Um, but I, I get the sense I, I would. I, I don't want to say I would be surprised if he came back, but I. You have to remember, he's more of an international kid. Um, you know, his dad's got ties internationally. Um, his mom uh, was born in, in uh, Eastern Europe. Uh, so I, I think mm. there's a, a level of comfort there. He's got a lot of family over in Europe. So I, I think he would be totally comfortable going over there and getting a, a really nice payday. So it wouldn't, it would not surprise me if, even though, even if the NBA is not there for him. That he went over to Europe and played next year. Interesting. Uh, how does uh, how does this game um, play out tonight, Tom? How does how do the Hawks pick off Michigan? They're about as Trent mentioned earlier, four and a half point favorite. How do the Hawks put this one in the win column? Well, it's the the Michigan team is interesting. After that seven and zero start, they're four and five. They have not won on the road. They're own four in road games this year. So um, they just. And they have not played great defense. They'll be without Isaiah Livers tonight, yep. from what we've been told. So, uh, and I think Jawan kind of said that yesterday. Yeah, he did. He wasn't. He said he wasn't going to play, and then he kind of walked it back and said, "Oh, he's day to day, really." Mm-hmm. So, but he kind of let the cat out of the bag that he's out. And he's been out for a month, and since then they have kind of scuffled. He's their second leading scorer. So, um, I think Iowa's got enough, uh, and and they'll shoot the ball. Better. Uh, they just, Joe Wieskamp's kind of interesting. Maybe watching some of his splits home road. 
last two road games, he's one of 13 from three. And then we all saw what he did against uh, Maryland last Friday when he was five of nine from three and uh, played maybe his most complete game as a Hawkeye. So um, I, I, I think uh, Wieskamp has a good night tonight. I think having Frederick back really helps, and um, and Iowa's going to uh, pick up a win tonight. Works for me, and then what's next? Rutgers, right? That frisky Rutgers team. They're who good. Might be one of the more, they might be one of the more scary teams in the Big Ten right now, and I'm sure Ron Harper Jr.'s eyes are already lighting up at the thought of seeing an <laughs> Iowa jersey in front of him. Yeah. He has played well against him, no doubt about it. Tom, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Tom Kakert. Okay, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, good to talk to you, Tom Kakert, HawkeyeReport.com. All right, uh, Trent, let's uh, go to break. We'll come back. It's time to talk some NFL. Oh, I am ready for As that. As am I. We will talk to Nick Athen first, Dave Sinekin, TheHeadCheese.com on the Packers and the Niners. Nick will opine on the Titans and the Chiefs. Uh, the 11 o'clock hour's got barbecue to give away as well. Miller and Condon till noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KX.